morning, Patriots. And it is Monday, October 23rd in the year 2023. We are obviously dealing with the ongoing tech issues that we've had, and they're continuing to plague us here. Podbean is, uh, unfortunately, Podbean's platform is becoming unusable until they fix the problem. And I don't know what that's going to take. I've talked to tech um, by email. They are... They seem to be at a loss for their own platform's problems. I did a test earlier. It looked like it was working. Now people are telling me it's not. So I don't really have an answer right now, and we're going to have to start. I'm going to be trying to get YouTube working today, and we'll get ourselves on Rumble. And so there'll be YouTube and Rumble here, hopefully by the end of the day. And we may just have to um, put Podbean behind us until they fix it. I mean, there's tech problems obviously are a major issue in this day. And the problem is many of the problems that occur, tech guys can't even solve them themselves because it's AI driven. So there's obviously an, a major issue going on and we're just going to have to endure it. And it's going to be a difficult little bit of time here until we get resettled onto a location where we can rely on the platform. Podbean's been good for us for two years. And unfortunately, suddenly it's gone bad. So I'll continue to investigate options and things that are going and figure out what's going on. I honestly don't have a clue what's causing it on Podbean, other than when it's when you turn it on, it sounds like a demon. So pray against it, I guess, right? On this one, I really don't have an answer. So this is pretty bizarre. All right, Patriots, one thing to start at your Monday morning, everybody wants a good pillow, and my pillow has got the best pillows. So head on over to mypillow.com, mypillow.com forward slash bards. MyPillow 2.0 is the best pillow I've ever slept on. It is fantastic. It comes from a great company. It's a great product. It has the heat regulating thread, which makes it extremely comfortable as you go through the night. There's just nothing quite like it. So head on over to mypillow.com forward slash bards, promo code bards. Take advantage of the great savings, the great products, and the best thing about MyPillow is every dollar you spend goes to a Patriot cause. So again, MyPillow.com forward slash Bards. Well, Patriots, we are into an interesting time right now, and the tech vulnerability is one that we're going to have to continue to explore because we have become exceedingly vulnerable in our tech uh, platforms because of things like this. Small glitches, especially when we depend on audio and other means can disrupt a lot of ecosystem. And that ecosystem that's uh, is an ecosystem that we are starting to realize how dependent we are on, whether we like it or not. The, the tech industry as a whole has only one thing in mind at the end of the day. It's, it's subjugation of the human race into a digital platforms that they control. They control voice, they control audio, they control your biometrics. And at the end of the day, they don't really have a lot of interest in what's good for you. So the idea the communities can crop up here and start building connections and so forth is a major concern for the elites. And therefore, when disruptions happen on webs, they don't have a problem letting those disruptions break apart communities. One of the things we're working on for we will be releasing one November is the new social platform on Bards Nation. It's the BardsNation.com website. And I've been telling you I'm going to shut down Telegram, which I am, but not. It's we are going into something much better. And Telegram, and like so many other social media sites, has essentially little purpose. It's designed simply to allow people to vent and to squawk about things with very little center on purpose and intent. The idea of the new Bars Nation social platform is that we have the ability to share. We can do video. We can do audio. We can do images. But the focus is to try to build community and build groups that we can now productively move forward. 
the one thing that uh, social media does do is when you connect across many platforms, people have the ability to have many problems they can share with everybody, and it becomes highly divisive. And what we're trying to do is steer away from the divisiveness and starting to use technologies towards a better way, towards building community, enhancing what we are doing. So that will launch one November, and that will be a big launch. We are, I have invited Michelle and Leah and Resistance Nation over to help with the launch that we're doing. There's been a tremendous amount of work to put in to make this thing work right. And there's been a lot of great feedback from our user groups. I'm very excited about what we're seeing here. The feedback has been outstanding. And it's, it's going to be a really good platform to use. And it is intended for us to build and, and to enhance the connectivities that we have for a productive end. So we'll see how it comes together. I have nothing but op optimism on this one, and I think people are going to be very pleased when they see it. And then, yes, and just so we address the certain or assuage fears, perhaps, because people keep hanging on to, like, we're going to lose Telegram, lose Telegram. Yes, we are going to take it down. I won't take it down right away, but it will be down probably by the 11th, if not the 14th of November. So that's the idea is to migrate off of that and move over. I'm. It's an important step, and... For those that want to stay on Telegram and, and do that stuff, have at it. It's, it's your place. But it's such a situation now that there's so much divisiveness. We really have to create a platform. We have better and more mature type of exchange. And this is, I think you'll find this very healthy in the, in the way it works. And I think overall we're going to gain tremendously out of it. I really shouldn't even say I think. I know we will. So that's the direction we're going. And in so doing, we're going to be able to... Um, enhance the community, the hence Bards Nation, and start to work with um, other tribes, if you will, like Resistance Nation, and hopefully there will be many more coming. And that's the one thing I really want to address very quickly this morning. We're going to do the prayer a little bit later because we got started late, so just bear with it. One of the things that people need to get accustomed to is Bards Nation is a very large and connected group of people, and we are all over the world. And I... I it's a great thing to be that way. We also have to learn to come alongside other people. And that's important right now as we are trying to create places, just like this new Mars Nation social site, we are trying to create places where we can par start bringing in other tribes and other experiences. We're also trying to enhance the experience within the body of Christ. Example I'm going to give is a generality that tends to happen, and it happens, ex whether you're, this is going to ruffle some feathers, but we're going to ruffle them this morning. What happens within the the era the the body of Christendom, which is really the great American religious enterprise, is there is a high level of intolerance that occurs, and that happens with, between churches, which is phenomenal to me. There's more unity in Antifa and BLM than there is within the body of the Christian church, and that's a sad statement, but unfortunately very true. Because there's more ability within those communities in the woke side to be able to look at a victory of what that victory looks like and accept difference between people to accomplish the goal than there is between the Christian church community. Church, Christian church community, if you're Methodist, if you're Baptist, if you're Lutheran, however you are, they start to dig trenches, they start to build up walls, and they start to proclaim themselves of having the only true way of teaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. That is the downfall, and it was never as God intended. And so one of the things that has to be said here in going forward is people need to mature within the body of Christ. 
there's a range of things, and there's a range of things that need to be done to understand truly what it is we are trying to accomplish at the end of the day. At the end of the day, we're trying to we're trying to save souls, save lives. At the same time, we're also trying to save a nation, which would be kind of a nice thing to do, considering the disaster of where things are going and the wars that they are trying literally to create. So all of this said, as we move forward, there's going to be more and more interconnectivity when we have the opportunity. There's going to be inviting people over to be to walk alongside. And that's an important principle to appreciate. Walking alongside somebody is not an easy task to do. It's, it's something that requires that you have to be strong in who you are. You have to share some common goals. And at times, you won't always agree on everything. But the problem we have right now in our communities and around the world, in, in, this, in the Christian world, is that there is very little walking alongside. It's an either-or. And unfortunately, that either-or has become so burdensome and so divisive that we've ended up with a weakness within the body. And that, at the end of the day, is something we have to, we have to try to overcome. So I don't have answers, single answers, but I do know direction here. And I know that there's going to be extensions. And if anybody can witness, really realize what we did at Bards Fest, we were doing just that. We were bringing in a wide diversity of people and a wide group of people to start to appreciate the different communities and different tribes. When you look, it's we look at the broad spectrum of who's out here. We look at the idea of who is, and we look at where we can bring people in and what we can gain from one another. You know, it would be on par in the Christian community would be on par as saying, I can support a soldier as long as he doesn't go to war. And and as long as a soldier toes these lines, he does one thing. And if the soldier came over and said, I can be with a church as long as you don't, this is what happens. Is what I'm is my point is, there's no interconnectivity going on here. So we have to tear down the walls. And that's up to us to do. Because the body of Christ is within our hearts, and we are all walking here, and the churches have become rigid within their, literally rigid within their dead stone walls. And until those walls get torn down, and we as the people bring that church into the world, we are not going to have victory over this time. It's literally that simple. So this is time now, as we make these steps forward, especially starting on 1 November with this new social media site, this and, and platform that we've been working on, there will be some glitches. I guarantee it. We're, 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 we're doing beta testing right now. I guarantee there will be some glitches. But that's not the point. And that's, that's the, we work through those, just like we're suffering through right now a difficult issue with live streaming. And we'll continue to just try to solve that problem. At some point, we will end up with a live streaming podcast with chat of our own that will not be owned by anybody else. But we're not there yet. So right now we're at the mercy of other things. And as a community, we have to adapt to different platforms. Some people are on YouTube right now. Some people are suffering through bad audio on Podbean. And then there's the podcast itself. But the communities, the way we bring together, have to be the center point of what we're trying to do because building tribes is building strength. Connecting tribes is building strength. And like I said, not everybody is. If you have a tribe for a reason, there's a unique identity within it. But it is not something that we become the same as the other. We walk alongside of each other. So it's important to grasp that because this is really at the heart of what we're looking at when we talk about the memorial stones and the crossing River Jordan. I mean, Joshua brought over and had the, the 12 tribes represented in stones. And in doing so, they created one 
Karen that they were able to reflect back on and remember the unity of the tribes before they went forward. We just did this at men's camp in Yuba City. And it was a profound moment, and it was two weeks ago, that we baptized 80 men, 80 men from all different walks of life. Some had done hard prison time. Some had been, some were just guys that had worked a regular job. Some people worked at the church. And as we did those baptisms, God put on my heart that we needed to have each man bring a stone into the river with them as they were baptized. And that stone represented the weight of things that they were being freed from. So as we baptized each and every one of them, each one carried a stone. Some stones were the size of a pea. Some stones were literally the size of a boulder. It was for them to choose. And then what happened? As they left the river with the stone in their hand, they placed the stone on the bank. And that stone on the bank, then as it was there, it, it sat there and we stacked and they made a cairn from stones of 80 men. And the, some, the way that God placed on my heart is that was a memory point for everybody to remember when you were one body together and free. So these people will go into the world, they'll do different things, but there's also always a pinning point in their life that they can look back on and say, at that moment, as I came out of the water, I was reborn in the body of Jesus Christ, taking on a new name under the name of Lord Jesus Christ, walking out and placing my stone on the embankment, where there I was with all my brethren, 80 of them, and we stacked together and we were one and one in the body of Christ. That is the principle of tribes coming together. So a lot of this divisiveness that's going on and has been pretty stupid in our own community is all about people not understanding tribes and probably manifesting demons anyway, but that's we won't get into that too much right now. But it's time to mature. And as a, as a group, we have to continue to step in and unite to build strength. This enemy is masterful at creating divide and conquer. This is, is so much, it is so different than anything we've ever faced as an enemy because it doesn't show its face. It worms itself into your head, your thoughts, your heart. It divides your family. I had a long talk with somebody yesterday that was just a super guy and um, name will be anonymous, but uh, he's, he's a pilot and he was talking about how when he woke up to realize just how dark, how truly dark this COVID con was because it was able with a, with the concept of the shot the, the discussions in there, it caused division within his family. And that's the power of what the enemy does, seeding ideas. And because we're not anchored well in the body of Christ, when our faith becomes weakened, we turn and face each other and fight instead of putting ourselves back to back and fighting outwards. And see, that's, the, that's what the enemy doesn't want you to do. They don't want us to stand back to back and fight them. They want us to turn and face each other and cut our own throats. And the enemy does everything it can to constantly churn those waters to make that happen. So we literally have to start standing together and finding ways to unite and overcoming. God did not create 12 tribes to have them all be the same. There's uniqueness in each one. And that's something that needs to be honored truly in the power and the body of who we are. And when we get that understanding and appreciation in today's sense, we can have, as an example, you can have Navajo Nation meet up with Bards Nation, meet up with, meet up with Resistance Nation, meet up with Glad Tidings Nation. 
Those are different tribes. And we don't, people won't always agree on everything the other tribes do. But here's the glory of it. We all have one thing in common. And when we step those tribes together, we all have our eyes on Jesus. And we all have that power of, of what it is to walk in the Holy Spirit. So when we start to step into there, you might have some people in one tribe that speak tongues and do healing. You might have other people in another tribe that just study scripture and stay steady in the pew. Okay, that's fine. But that doesn't mean that we just, we don't get along. And that's the problem right there in the church because we start to throw stones at each other when it literally is not something to throw stones at. So we have to learn to walk together. And it's really that simple. I do want to read a little bit of scripture this morning just to highlight it to you, and then we're going to jump into our prayer. And Patriots, I, I'm really I'm saying this because I'm, I'm addressing something right on the head this morning that has been coming up, and I want to be very clear about it. And I've been getting emails about, you know, hearing people speaking tongues. This is not this is not scriptural. So I want to read you this. This is one Corinthians fourteen. Please listen. Prophecy, a superior gift. Pursue this love with eagerness and make it your goal. You earnestly desire and cultivate the spiritual gifts to be used by believers for the benefit of the church, but especially that you may prophesy to foretell the future, to speak a new language from God to the people. For one who speaks in unknown tongue does not speak to people but to God. For no one understands him or catches his meaning but by the Spirit he speaks mysteries, secrets, truths, hidden things. But on the other hand, the one who prophesies speaks to people for edification, to promote their spiritual growth, and speaks words, encouragement, to uphold and advise them concerning the matters of God, and speaks words of consolation to compassionately com- com- excuse me, comfort them, one who speaks in tongue, in tongue edifies himself, but one who prophesies edifies the church, promotes growth in the spiritual wisdom, devotion, holiness, and joy. Now I wish that all of you spoke in unknown tongues, but even more, I wish that you would prophesy. The one who prophesies is greater and more useful than the one who speaks in tongues unless he translates or explains what he says so that the church may be edified, instructed, improved, and strengthened. Two things that come up constantly in the discussion that I hear with people sitting in the traditional pews, what unfortunately I call and and refer to too often as the dead stone walls and the skinny jean pulpit, is a prophecy and Speaking tongues is not scriptural or biblical. It is very much so. That was from Paul that just wrote that. We have to start understanding that we have so much gifts. We have so much ahead of us and so many gifts that God's trying to provide for us. We have to steward them. We have to be receptive to them. We have to use them ultimately for the edification of the church and the churches within the body of Christ. But... The deal is, is when we start to close down and we start to say no and we start to put a box around God, all we're doing is separating within the body. This may not be something you're called to do, and that's okay, but Paul does not limit it to just specific people. He speaks it that he wishes all could speak in tongues and all could prophesy. 
So think about that. That gift is available for everyone. It's there. So it's time for us to stand into that gap and start saying, Father, I would like the gift to be able to speak in tongues and translate that to prophecy and prophesy for you to edify the church. That's a great request because it's biblical. And when we ask things that are biblical, God tends to have a wonderful way of pouring it down upon us. So we need to work harder at the unity in the body. And I don't mean just within Bard's Nation. I mean as a whole. I don't have, last night I went on a literal tirade, and I don't kid you, of a somebody that came in apparently from Portland calling themselves a preacher and trying to tell us that we had no control in this world, we were being judged, and that's why we just had to endure this. That type of, of pulpit I will, and that type of teachings I won't even stand for because we are mighty in the body of God. We, are, we walk in an amazing time. We walk with the ability to have the gifts that are given to us that we need to literally be victorious in this world. And that's what the intent is, is that Christ gave us victory on the cross and we have to bring victory into this world. And until the very day that Jesus comes and taps you on the shoulder and says, enough soldier, we're done, you need to keep fighting. And we have to use every tool available to us to be able to fight an enemy that is evil and it designs itself to divide. And so God gives us spiritual tools, not just to tear down walls, but to destroy fortresses. Again, that's biblical. So when we embrace the tools that are given to us in their fullness, we are back to those principles, the, as Pastor Dave Bryan calls it, the short list of Jesus. Spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. Heal the sick and the broken. Cast out demons. Raise the dead and do greater works than he. And when we walk that path and seek those gifts, we become the mighty men of God. That's it. And that's the path that the world is groaning and waiting for is the awakening of the mighty men of God, the sons of God. Well, Patriots, we have a whole bunch ahead this week. We have a lot of technical problems I have to overcome. I will work on them and we will overcome them and we will solve them and we will get ourselves settled on whatever platform we're on. I'm grateful we have YouTube right now. It's good. I can't believe I just said that, but I did say it. Yep, I did. I'm actually going to have to go back and probably repent for saying that. Lord, I actually said I liked YouTube. It's a satanic platform. I'd be like, he'll probably say, pray into it and make it otherwise, and we shall. All right, patriots, let's pray. Father, we come here today just blessed and humbled before you and just thankful for the community that we have. And even in the trials right now, as we try, as our community's normal home is is disrupted by a variety of things. We just pray for the continued success in the building of the body of Christ through Bart's nation and the bridging with other communities to walk alongside. And whoever those communities are, be it Resistance Nation, Glad Tidings, the Navajo Nation, wherever these, these bodies are, that we can walk alongside of each other and extend a hand to be stronger in the body, to, to really to, to glorify that what makes us unique and to unify in the things that together make us stronger. And so, Father, we just ask for that blessing today to reach across all of us in our hearts and touch us deeply, to break down the walls of difference and division and hate. There's so much problem here right now, Father, in our nation of division. The enemy is so good at dividing. So just pray, Father, as we move along, that we can just continue to see the glory of Christ in everything we do. 
to stop walling ourselves up, to stop cherry-picking Scripture because it doesn't make us feel good when we read certain things and not another. To start looking fully at the gifts and talents in which were offered to us, to read the red letter language and the gifts that Christ says that we had, to embrace that walk as Jesus did, to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ, to heal the sick and the broken, to cast out demons, to raise the dead, to do greater works, and to appreciate all those things are within the the directives and authorities given to us by Jesus himself. And so, Father, to seek those gifts in a greater way, to become active participants in a world that we can literally start beating the enemy at, at the front lines of the fight and driving them back and pummeling them down, stealing away what they seek to do so much to rape, pillage, and destroy, and instead healing those wounds, turning the table and taking it to the offensive and ultimately leading always to the one thing that sears a sore deep within the heart of the enemy, and that's love. Let us never forget love, Father, as hard as it is for us to rationalize so much because we take love to a physical and corporal sense. We forget the mightiness of the power of the sword of love and the sword of the kingdom, the sword of the spirit, which wields it brilliantly, that when love strikes that which burns with fires of hate, it melts those fires, it collapses those walls, it brings about the tears of repentance. And so, Father, let us wield that sword mightily and let us wield that sword maturely. Let us be careful of the words we speak, for the word, for words have the power of life and death. And let us speak those words and let us speak life into people, not death. Let us avoid those the spell castings that we do to ourselves, we do to one another, and which institutions do to us to try to tell us what we can't do what we're limited to doing, and how long we can do it, or how short our life is. Rather, let's turn this, Father, in the time where we speak life into all things and rebuke those words that they come at us, and to remember that words that cast upon us are very much like bullets being fired at us. We need to protect, we need to defend, we need to push back and rebuke those attacks, and at the same time, stand boldly on the rock of, the faith, of faith and proclaim life into the world. As we proclaim life, we see life awaken. Let us not be parents who speak death or curse into our children, but rather let us speak life into them, encourage them, raise them up, make our new sons in God, our new daughters of God, raise them up in the mightiness of the kingdom. Let them be empowered with the fire of the Holy Spirit that burns through them. Let them be awake in the, in the conversations and living conversations with our God. And let, as parents, let them be encouraged to do that. Let's not put people anymore in a box, Father. And most of all, Father, forgive us for we have deviated to put you in a box. For you are infinite. And what we have to reach and learn from you is infinite. And we are not, we tend so hard to try to take you, Father, and we put you down and we square you up in a box and we say, that's God. And in so doing, we destroy that, that connection with the Holy Spirit and we drift ourselves away from what we truly believe and what we truly could have is a relationship with you. So, Father, on this day, I throw those doors open. I cast those walls down. I stand in the breach, and I say, Father, here I am, and I walk in the yes. I walk in the yes, and I say, send me. And I don't hesitate as I stand before you this day, Father, to say, yes, I will. And no matter the task, no matter the whatever is put before me, if you have, are putting it on my heart, Father, I say yes. And in so doing, the walls fall. And once again, the body of Christ rises and the power and the mightiness of the church expands because we don't limit you. So, Father, on this day, we ask truly 
that you will bless us with the mightiness of the things you ask us to do so that we can say yes, so that we can step in, so that we can watch those walls fall. And in so doing, let us unite more boldly together in the body of Christ. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. All right, patriots. It's going to be a great day. It'll be obviously an amazing day if you say yes. So say yes. Say yes to God. Say yes to everything. Say that he puts before you. Don't say yes to don't say yes to Joe Biden, by the way. Bad idea. And don't say yes to Kamala Harris. Another bad idea. But do say yes to God. Say yes to Jesus. And say yes to where our Father leads us. It is an amazing time to be alive. And a beautiful one indeed. Patriots, you keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tonight for Bards FM. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made, therefore they can be solved by man, and man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable, and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs, and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who moved forward and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor, will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country.
old evil that has waited thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples, it has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words, in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath.